squat pressure in their must-win match in Lyon this morning. The All Blacks blitzed Italy, scoring 14 tries in a 96-17 victory. The ABs have proved they're still a serious contender for this Rugby World Cup. And assuming they beat Uruguay on Friday, New Zealand is all set for a massive quarterfinal against Ireland or South Africa. And what a match for Sam Whitelock, now officially the most capped All Black of all time. How good. Joining us now from OL Stadium in Lyon is All Black's great and Sky Sport pundit Jeff Wilson. Jeff, one word, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Outstanding. You know, a remarkable performance. Not quite 1999. We put 100 on them. I remember those days, those glory days. But ultimately, uh, the All Blacks were looking for a performance. And I mentioned it before the game, a statement about where they're at, right? And so it just reminded people Mm -hmm. exactly what they can do if they get some momentum and they're allowed to play. And, you know, for a full 80 minutes, uh, bar just a little period after halftime, they were better in every facet of the game. So it'll be asking themselves some questions about, how it could have come to this. But on the same token, I think everyone that knows the All Blacks and knows the talent that they do have, when they get that sort of momentum and start playing with that sort of freedom, they're really hard to stop. And look, they can be incredibly pleased with that, but they know that that's a one-off game in a pool game. They've got your little guy to go. And look, ultimately, this was just a really good confidence builder. Well, Jeff, I reckon the All Blacks must be newsable listeners because you set them that challenge to dominate the match the last time we spoke to remind people they are here in this World Cup. We can definitely agree they did it. Was that a World Cup winning squad out there on the field? Well, I think when you look at the teams, particularly even on paper, you had vast amounts of experience. As a man for man, yeah, you know, the All Blacks were better. You know, and so th- that's probably what was expected. But I think if we if we look at you know, the way they went about it in all facets of the game. And I think even the selections right from the start, uh, when they selected Nepo Lalala, Offutuanga Fasi, Cody Taylor, you know, they were taking the threat seriously. So they prepared like that. And so when you prepare right and you go out with the right mindset to dominate, and mm. they should have because they've done it before. They've just rediscovered some of those little things, the small things that they hadn't quite been nailing. And they showed better discipline and there's still some things they'll look at and go, you know what, they were controllables, a couple of mistouches, you know, a couple of penalties, but that's nitpicking, let's be honest. I mean, mm. you, you, you scored 90-odd points against a Six Nations team in a Rugby World Cup. Yeah. I don't think you should underestimate you know, exactly what message that sends to everybody else in the tournament. I'll be fascinated to hear and see around the world how the media reacts to this because mm. it will be quite easy to say, well, Italy didn't show up. But was that because the All Blacks were just clearly superior? And I'll be fascinated to see some of the some of the chat that goes from here. Well, because those first 15 minutes or so, Italy was, you could see they were trying to make a statement. And the same again, they had that same energy coming out after half time. They scored a try early on, but they just couldn't sustain this statement they were trying to make. What wasn't working for them? Well, when they... They got themselves a little bit isolated. Some of their attacking play was really nice. And, and they're a little bit unorthodox. Uh, they've got some structures that put you under pressure. But when it came down to it, when they got to six, seven, eight phases, they just miss a clean out. they just get a little bit isolated. And the All Blacks conditioning really did kick in. And you just wonder. And I, if I had one concern going into this is whether or not they'd maybe been overcooked. You know, And mm. it's quite easy to do that when you get a couple of weeks off is to train too hard. Well, that's where you'd have to give Nick Gill and the coaching staff and the management team a real tick, big tick, mm. because they were fresh. 
they were driving as, as hard at the end of the game as they were at the start. So, so all of those things, you know, where if I had a concern, you know, they disappeared very, very quickly. So that's where Italy, you know, all of a sudden the tempo of the game got to them. And, you know, I said and asked Ian Foster after the game about, you know, how do you control that tempo going forward? It may be beneficial for us to play Ireland or Scotland, for example, you know, in a quarterfinal mm. because they too wish to play some rugby. Mm. Ian Foster put the challenge down to World Rugby about, well, they've got to decide what sort of game they want, you know, because it wasn't stop-start. It was flowed really well. Matthew Carley had an easy ride because the teams wanted to play. And what we did was we got a great spectacle. But I'm not imagining, you know, other big nations would allow the All Blacks to play with that sort of tempo and speed because if you do, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, that, that score is what happens. And speaking of that score, still not quite there, but I mean not so far from that 1995 All Blacks v Japan World Cup game. Uh, that was 104. <laughs> Was but did you, get any, did you get any flashbacks? Oh, I wasn't nervous, so I can tell you that, because it's actually really hard <laughs> to score 145 points. Like, literally, <laughs> there was no defence. They scored 21. I mean, we did, there was no tackling whatsoever. It was a hot day in Bloemfontein. I, I wasn't nervous. I must admit, when Aaron Smith did get three tries in the first half, I was thinking, could he break Mark Ellis's record? And that yeah. would really make me happy, <laughs> you know. But halfbacks don't get, get to play that long. Look, I... I mean, some of the tries were remarkable. The line break uh, very quickly from Artie Savia, um, you know, Bowden Barrett and support to some of the running lines. I mean, just as much as anything, there was a few times during the game the cameras cut to the coaches. And they've been through a lot. Sometimes it's nice to just see people who've had some challenges and difficulties with a smile on their face. And so I hope they enjoy it. They will. Jason Ryan and Joe Smith and the whole coaching team should take a pat on the back because they prepared the team really, really well. Enjoy this, get back to work tomorrow, prepare for Uruguay. But but ultimately, did I feel as though we were under threat? No. Um, clearly, it was close um, to the 99 result against Italy. But this was a different World Cup. And, and to do it in this day and age, I think, is actually pretty special. I mean, this is not easy to do against the Six Nations side. Quickly, taking a wider look at the pool, how is France going? Well, look, France have got to play Italy next weekend. And mm. they're not going to be fearful now. I mean, that's... Still going to have to do it without Antoine Dupont. Um, you know, can Italy turn things around, I think, in seven, eight days' time and find a way to, to upset France? I, I probably can't see it. So, you know, I, France are probably going to go through on top. But, you know, I, I don't mind who it is we, we play now. After that performance, you know, you sit there and go, you know what? If we go out and throw that in an opposition, we'll know we've given it every opportunity and a, and a crack. And if we can put together 20 to 25 minutes of some of that play... That might be enough, and that could be enough to accumulate enough points to, to get ourselves through that. But I'm not getting carried away. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Yeah. You, and, and we shouldn't get it carried away. But what it should do is it just give us a little bit of faith and belief and just reminds us of what some of these guys really are capable of. What do you reckon the All Blacks' focus will be between now and that final pool match against Uruguay next week? They don't have that huge, luxurious rest time that we saw before this game. What they'll do is they'll pay respect to Uruguay because they were nuclear against France, you know, and what we have seen is whether it's Chile, Portugal, they've come to this tournament and they have the ability to be well-conditioned, to be well-prepared, and if you don't put them away early, if you don't put them under pressure early, like we did against Italy tonight, then they hang around and they get the sort of belief that says, maybe they're not going to beat you, but they're going to make your life a little bit difficult. So the other side of it was that discipline was really good tonight, but that was because we had the ball. Um, so 
I think they'll they'll park it um, after looking at some of those small minor details. But I'm actually grateful I've got another game. I won't lie to you, because it, regardless of what happens, it'll give them the ability to be grounded, to actually have a have a deep a bit of a deep dive, you know, and go, you know what? Um, yeah, we've had a great performance, but that hasn't won us anything. You know, it would be quite easy to get caught out if you were going straight into a knockout game next week, where now we've got another game where they might choose to rest a couple of guys and go, you know what? We don't want to risk them in this game because we don't necessarily have to. But how do they prepare this week? Uh, they'll be professional about it. It'd actually be really hard to replicate this performance. It really would, because you could tell uh, mentally and physically everything was alignment and they got it right. Player of the match. Oh, Adi Savia was remarkable. Massive performance. But I, I'll add this one. The impact Shannon Fazell had in terms of freeing up Adi to do more of the things he's good at. And so a different threat and another ball-carrying threat meant that Artie's um, ability to be a bit more selective about how he impacted the game. But look, it's hard to... Everyone was really, I mean, really good. Mm. You know, the platform was laid in front of them. Uh, but, you know, in terms of some wow moments, Artie Savea was well tonight. He was <laughs> he was awesome. He was so, so good. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, thanks so much. We so appreciate your insight so soon after that final whistle. Remember, you can watch all 48 Rugby World Cup games live on Sky Sport 1 and Sky Sport Now. Stuff is also streaming some games live and we'll have delayed streams of six more, including the All Blacks remaining pool game. For full coverage, visit Stuff's World Cup hub at stuff.co.nz. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Newsbook with me, Imogen Wells and Jeff Wilson. I'll be back with a regular show on Monday. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz slash support. Hey, Chris. Yes. Do you want another very broad question? I've got a very broad question today. Go on, then. What do you know about sports? Up the wires, go the Black Caps, and don't forget Premier League football. Oh, you do love a bit of Premier League footage, do. don't you? What team is it that you support again? Oh, the current champions, Manchester City. I think they pronounced Arsenal. It's pronounced Arsenal. Uh, but you know what's good about football? It what? They don't regulate soccer. I'm sorry. There's a sport that regulates sock height? Indeed there is, and it's cycling. That's very strange. Why on earth do they regulate it? Well, I know, but if you want to find out, you'll have to listen to the Big Stuff Quiz, wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Oh, that's a cliffhanger indeed. The Big Stuff Quiz is brought to you by Melbourne Every Bit Different.